What is up, Cougar fans? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Holy City Hoops podcast. Happy November. It is very exciting that we will have college basketball back this month, but no more exciting than this week's guest. It's not often we have an NBA player on the podcast. You know him from his days at CFC, numerous all-conference selections, trip to the NCAA tournament, top five all-time in career scoring and rebounding, 50th pick in the 2019 NBA draft, Jarrell Brantley is coming up next. We talk about his experience in the NBA bubble, what that was like, the three-on-three tournament he won with his CAA running mates and future NBA players Justin Wright Foreman and Devontae Kaycock, how Jarrell feels now that he's a CFC fan and an alum and he has to helplessly watch the team like the rest of us. Lots of fun catching up with him. As I so often do, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your shows. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Lots more fun stuff coming as College of Charleston basketball gets closer. I will stop promoting that for now, though. Let's bring in Jarrell Brantley. All right, very happy to bring in our next guest this week from the Utah Jazz, College of Charleston alumnus, Jarrell Brantley. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up? What's up? Appreciate you for having me. No worries. How is life outside the NBA bubble? It's been good, man. Um, You know, it's not as busy in a weird way, but it's still, uh, you know, just good to be home and be with family for sure. You had a, a good time in the bubble. I was telling Coach Grant last week when you got some extended play there at the end, my phone was blowing up with my friends from school who uh, who knew you were probably going to get the chance to play. Uh-huh. What was it like finally getting some run in and, you know, get some extended minutes within the flow of the game that last uh, regular season game? Yeah, it's definitely amazing, you know, um, for me. You know, just to know where I, how far I've come um, and as well as the fans, you know, our Charleston fan base and, you know, anybody who's watched my journey and just, you know, watched my growth. I think it's special just to see. And then the other part is just being out there to play, you know, and just, you know, continuing to grow. Um, so the bubble was an amer- amazing experience, but just playing and getting real live minutes was an amazing experience. But still having everything and understanding that, like, at the end of the day, I want more. And at the end of the day, I want to play when the game matters. So I think that's the special thing of being able to look at the blessing, but still understand that you got obstacles and more jumps to take. We have to touch on the dunk that you had at the end of the game because that's what everyone, oh. that's what everyone was talking about yeah. uh, afterward. I, I enjoyed your reaction. It seemed like after you did it, you were trying to play it cool and yeah. your teammates all swarmed you and you started cracking yeah. up a little bit. Man. I mean, that, that must have been awesome. Man, amazing feeling. Um, you know, and I think being in the moment, was even even more special in a sense, um, just to have my teammates to cheer me on, you know, and just the, that whole process. Uh, like a lot of people don't know, during the, throughout the bubble, the days when the guys aren't playing, like me, the day before or the day after, we're playing live games, two on two, three on three. So like, um, a lot of the times we're excited to be out there because we know, regardless of the day before, the day after, we're probably gonna be playing. So. I was on the court with a lot of the guys I'm going to be playing against. So we was kind of just excited that we were doing the things that we've been doing behind the scenes. Um, so I think when you look at it that way, we was more so excited. Like we get to show like we are legit players. Um, so that was definitely a dope experience. And, you know, sure. I ha- I'm, I'm sure I have, and I hope to have more plays like that. Well, that's a, a good point. You, you brought up the, just the pickup games. When you're in the bubble, I mean, are you rubbing elbows with other guys from the league? Is or is it like high school where like everyone's got their own like table? Yeah. Or are you like passing by like Carmelo Anthony and been like, "Yo, Melo, I'm a fan. Let's work out sometime." Yeah. Like, nah, it definitely was a, um an amazing experience on that side because 
every everywhere I walked, everywhere I went, it was a pro. It was a player. Um, and it was more so of like a it was a family oriented vibe. Even though we were all there, um, for for one goal, if you seen another pro, it was how you doing? Like I could be in the elevator with Braun. I was in the elevator with Braun a few times, and it's just how you doing, young fella. And, you know, keep it moving. Those are the experiences. Wow. For me, I would have never imagined to be able to go through. Um, and like so, if I worked out, usually in the bubble, so because everything was trying to, they were trying to keep everything so clean and so strict. Everybody would go through their practices during the day and there would be like a time slot to where you couldn't get in the gym. So then they would open the gym up at 10 o'clock at night. So for me, I would go back out. Mm. I would go back into the gym at 10 o'clock at night. And on one side, it'd be the Lakers. And then on the other goal, it'd be Miami and Boston. And then the court across from there, it'd be another team. So for me at wow. 10 o'clock at night to see like, okay, the things that you were doing when you were at college coming at, coming in the gym, late when nobody was watching it's still paying off yeah. because now you get to see every other pro on the other court working the same one and it doesn't matter if this is the first the star on the team or the last man off the bench um this guy's still working on their craft so for me at 10 o'clock at night being in a bubble and that was the first like this is the first time the bubble has ever happened so for me it was kind of like a surreal moment because i'm working to get to the place i want to be with the guys if that makes sense like with the guys that are there yeah so it was definitely a dope experience on that side. Just because you brought up LeBron, uh, I remember, so I, I was the same class as Andrew Gadelock uh -huh. at CFC. And I remember when he made his NBA debut, it was right after the lockout. And he got thrown in his first game. He had to guard Chris Paul. Uh -huh. And I remember you got thrown in under similar circumstances and you get asked to guard number 23 on LA. Yeah. Did it feel like a freight train hitting you? Or like, yeah, what, it was. Or, or did it feel like a regular game? What was it? It was definitely surreal. Um, you know, as soon as I got in there, coach immediately was like, you got LeBron. And so I'm looking at him like, <laughs> but at the same time, it was almost a blessing um, because that's a guy that I've watched my, you know, growing up um, between him and Carmelo. Those are guys that I kind of study a lot and just to try to learn and take what I can from their games. Um, so the first possession down, he looks at me and it's one of them things like, who is this guy? You know, and he just goes straight downhill. Um, <laughs> And then the next play, he does his pat and like when well, he's just holding the ball and rolling the ball in his hand and does his little step back. Um, and for me, it was kind of dope because it's like, look how far you've come. Um, I know Brian was yeah. probably like, oh, this kid, who's this? But at the same time for me, it's like, wow, I was watching this guy for so long and I don't think I necessarily um, – a lot of people may have not expected me to be on that stage. So I think for me, it was kind of crazy just to get to guard LeBron, but, not, but also – watch him do the moves that I've watched him do so many times on me. So it was more so like, I thought you played pretty good defense on him. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I think, I think those are the things like, and like I said earlier, those are one of the things where like, yeah, I guarded LeBron at the end of the game. He played a few possessions that got checked out and I was getting checked in. I think those are the things that I think about like, okay, I want to play in the second quarter when I get to guard run or the first quarter, like, or throughout a whole game. Um, and so that's just a competitive niche. I'm trying to continue to have just of understanding like, you can have more um, and you can you can work for more because I've got here. I've got this far. So it's definitely a dope experience, but it's still competitive and like striving for more. I remember Coach Grant was talking about maybe one of the conversations you two had. But when you get drafted and you get thrown in as a rookie, you've made it. But there's still you still have to hold on to that mm -hmm. spot. Like there's still another class of guys coming in. There's guys coming for your spot. Uh, is that scary is that like give you anxiety or, or are you just like hey i just need to keep doing what got me here and yeah i think okay weirdly i've been prepared for that not knowing um when you go through college and you go through school 
even though we have our team, there's always going to be a guy come in the next year, you know? So I've sure. seen like every year at Charleston, um, we've had forwards that come in, came in every year. And every time I seen them, first time I seen them, I'm like, oh man, this is, this could be my, like, he's good enough to take my spot. You know, like it wasn't never like, oh, this is my spot. So mentally, I don't know if coaches were doing that or it's just the way I um, attack things, but I was always preparing myself to be like, um, never be complacent. And I, and I want to genuinely be the best I can be. So understanding that, as long as I attack and become who I want to be, it's I'm not really competing with anybody else. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's it's the truth. I got to run my own race as much as I can. Um, but it definitely yeah. is competitive here. Um, and everybody wants to, you know what I'm saying, be on a big stage. So it's definitely competitive. Well, I got to congratulate you on the old G League yeah. uh, selection at the end of the year. The Jazz have kind of been like one of those teams, like the Heat or the Raptors, where they develop guys so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Gobert was a second round pick. Donovan Mitchell was late in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like George Niang, mm-hmm. I mean, like he's developed. So like now that you've been in that system, what are they doing that like helps guys get so much better? Yeah, they just give you so much on like hands on time. Hmm. Even though I was a two way guy with the Jazz, I mean with the G League, um, I was with the Jazz a lot. And every time I was with the Jazz, it was so much work. It was so much like like I think um I got a lot of people don't understand. Even though I wasn't playing in the bubble. Those that month and a half was was consistent work, high level work every day. So like the bubble alone, and I'm sure a lot of other guys who haven't played, they can say the same thing. Like the bubble allowed me to take another jump in my game. And if not anything, just confidence, knowing that you belong. I was uh, watching and I was playing with guys every day. So I know that um I belong. So that definitely is is big with the Jazz. Um we really they really take their time. Um developing our guys and I mean this year we had the most rookies even though we were competing for a uh, championship we had the most rookies in the league I'm sure we had six rookies yeah. on one team I think that shows what the the type of ability that they want to be able to you know develop guys you got we bring six rookies on that that means something in my opinion so for sure what's that first practice like like that first practice with the the full crew of guys Cause I know what I was like when I came out of college and I was 22 and 23 thought I knew everything. I'd be like, I want to put it on Gobert right now. I'm yeah. putting my best move out there. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try the, the Jarrell Brantley spin move and yeah. see what happens. Or, or are you just like, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to you know stay out of the way. What, what was your mentality that first? Yeah. First uh, my, my first practice was learn as much as I could. Um, anybody who knows me understands that I'm like, a live guy, especially in practice. I don't ever stop talking. I'm always joking or clowning or just, just being the energy. Um, in my first practice, I probably didn't say a word. I was just trying to make sure that I, I didn't miss a beat. And with that, I probably missed a lot of beats. Um, and still, I think my, that was how my whole rookie year went when I was with them. But I think just I was trying to literally sink, let everything soak in within an a hour and a half of practice. I was trying to feel like I could learn, like try to learn as much as I could. But it was just because I was just – so focused um but it definitely was game changing life changing um help me over my eyes to see like yeah you're good but you got a ways to go once again you know i'm yeah. i'm playing against a, a bunch of guys a bunch of guys who are my size my speed you know just as athletic um so you're trying to find a way throughout the league and i learned that off my first practice maybe even before so it definitely yeah. um was a great experience to see that for sure i i never forget my first practice it's crazy you asked me that that's funny. I mean, the the thing you always hear from rookies is like the speed of the game is so different, but you bring up a good point with like 
everyone's big yeah. everyone can shoot everyone mm-hmm. you know can play at this level is was there something that stood out to you that was like a big jump up from college i i don't want to and everybody asked me that question and i won't say the speed uh because i felt comfortable um i feel like as long as you you know you know the playbook you know the players you know the players around you you can find to find your pace um uh, with that um i'm trying i i really can't think of anything that was like Ah, uh, I can't get to this. Like I, I like this is a struggle, and I think it's because of the way Coach Grant taught us. Um, and he's just been coaching that's us. Probably a good sign. Yeah, he's just prepared us, and that's why I think Grant will be will do pretty well in the league, just because our four years of just dealing with Coach Grant, um, he's found a way to give us discipline, but still allow us to be ourselves. Um, so when you look at that, it means it means a lot to what he's done and how he's coached us. But yeah, I don't I don't feel like I was just completely uncomfortable. Um, and I'm sure the film or anything could say otherwise, but like how I felt, I think I was pretty much fine. It was just a matter of, and still it's just a matter of opportunity um, and getting more minutes to be able to really get comfortable. Well, you got to go through your rookie year with someone you had some familiarity with, with Justin Wright Foreman. Mm-hmm. It makes me so happy that you guys became friends because you seem like such opposites. Yeah. You got like New York City point guard mm-hmm. and like big man from, from South Carolina. Yeah. I know you did the three on three together, but were you competitive with each other? Like leading up to that, did you hate each other or like, did you, how long did that take? Yeah. The three on three was probably the best thing that could have happened to us. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you go out, you go through the, our conference is way more competitive than people may know. So sure. you go through competitive. I mean, you go through the conference trying to beat the person, you know, um, whatever, whatever it takes. So I think I thought differently of Justin until I met him. And then once we met, it was more so like, you know, we could talk about our stories, our battles, um, and then we could win together. We got drafted together. We won $25,000 a piece together. Like, we've had a lot of battles, but at the same time, we've had success together. So I think that was special. And then we went through our whole rookie year. So we went through four years of our life. Yeah. Then we had a summer. And then after that, went through our whole dream job together. Um, and when we was on the road in the G League, we tr- we was with each other. Like, me, me and Justin were literally with each other a lot of this year. Um, yeah between traveling back and forth. So it definitely was special. Um, and, and it's weird. Like we have like a love hate relationship because of what you're saying. It's like the New York uh, characteristics and the down South guy. Yeah. Um, but we like, um, I go to war for him and I'm sure he'll do the same, but yeah, it was definitely good and bad days with us. But we're, we're like really a, a brotherhood now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of the three on three, I will. I have the receipts to prove this. I said after the first year of three on three with Joe and uh, Goosties and those guys, I was like, this team yeah. from the CAA next year is going to kill it. Like, I don't know who can compete yeah. with this. Uh, so it was you, Kaycock, Justin Wright Foreman, and, and Vasa. Pretty quickly, it was evident that you guys were pretty good and you were putting it on like the ACC and, and Big Ten guys. Yeah. Did you know pretty early that you could win that thing? First game. Really? <laughs> first game. And I know, and everybody says, like, oh, we're going to win the money. Like, we almost, like, we heard everybody talking about it, and we didn't say a word. Like, we mm-hmm. would talk about it to each other, like, let's go win the money. But, like, when it came to talking trash to other teams, we we literally was just, like, locked in. Like, it was, it was kind of weird. Like, we took that whole, like, mid-major chip on our shoulder, but still, like, our conference grit of, like, we're good enough, you know? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, re- it was way more competitive than, like, like we were in there with a with a, on a with a mission, um, and it wasn't just for the money; it was for our names, you know. It was for like the pride of our conference. Uh, and I, honestly, I think 
with that team, if we we didn't win, we would have been doing our, our conference and ourselves a disservice. We were way too good. I think we like for a three on three tournament, you think about a guy like me who's versatile, you think about a scoring guy like Justin um Basel, who's like mix. a yeah, Vasas who's a general, and then Devontae who just doesn't matter what size you are, he's gonna rebound and dunk. So it's like and he has a high level IQ. If you put those three, four four characteristics together, yeah, it's no way you don't have success, in my opinion. So I mean you guys yeah. were clowning teams by the end there i mean like <laughs> yeah you were dunking and we on were people having fun. Yeah. yeah justin right foreman's like yeah. breaking ankles it's just yeah it's just a, a party um yeah who was like coaching you i mean like were you guys coaching each other like was there a strategy so, so we we did a good job giving a game plan like we went mm-hmm. we went over plays i think i don't want to take credit i don't want to be wrong but i think me and vasa came up with a lot of our sets of just like oh, wow. simple just the sets we would run um and Vasa did a lot of like the coaching, honestly, like in the sense of like, cause he, his whole thing was like, so he was like, all right, I'll let y'all play. I'll let y'all start off the game. I'll coach and I'll take the first break. And so for mm-hmm. me, I was like, I'll take the first break. So I was like, I want to set the tone. And so I'll set the tone defensively or whatever. And then as soon as the first sub comes, you can take me. So we like, we were really, really strategic, way more strategic than I think other teams were. Yeah. Um, but so we did a lot. And so, um, but Vasa did a really good job. I won't even take credit for it. Vasa did a really good job of like, you know, coaching everything through. And I think we did a good job holding each other accountable. I, it, was, it was weird. Like, for us to have played against each other that much, we were, like, teammates for that week. And it was crazy, like, how 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 much we adjusted to it. Like, it was times where Devontae would hold each other, hold us accountable for things, and we would immediately be like, yeah, you're right. Got you. Like, it was, it was kind of weird. Like, oh, wow. Like, we was built to be a team. It's crazy. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, because you guys competed against each other for so long. Um, yeah, but it kind of makes sense. And we knew each other games because of that. We yeah. knew each other game because of that. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. And now look at Devonte. I mean, I mean, it helped all of your stock. I think like there was scouts yeah. there. NBA There's, champion. Yeah. Oh yeah, Devonte Kaycock. I mean, he got a ring. I don't know if he sh- shoved that in your face yet. Yeah. No. Nah, we. I called him. I called him maybe a week before. I'm like, I know your phone's gonna go crazy, so I want to <laughs> tell you, congrats. Now y'all are gonna win the championship, but. Um. Yeah, and I'm. I'm. We we still keep in contact, and that's the special thing about it. I think that group made our relationship grow. All four of us. Um. I can hit up any of those guys, and I'm sure they'll respond. Uh, all three of those guys, and they'll, and they'll respond. So that's been that's been amazing too. Um, yeah, that's great. But yeah, he's a champ. Uh, it's a shame that Grant and uh, like Nathan Knight and Jordan Rowling couldn't have done that mm-hmm. this year because that team might have been a repeat. Yeah. I- <laughs> Yeah, I, I like their group too. Um, and with Joy Bowie, I'm I'm sure he was gonna make the make yeah. it too. So, yeah, those four guys are just as talented. You got Nathan Knight, Roland, who can shoot the lights off. Grant, who's so creative, and and DeJore, who's like a, a general point guard who can score. It's like good. That's a good group too. The They're smaller than us though. That's, That's true. Thing. That's true. That's true. Um, so let's talk a little CFC basketball. I love the fact that. I got to see you would post on Instagram you watching the games and it was such yeah. a it was so funny because I got to see like Jarrell Brantley unfiltered talking about yeah. <laughs> opponents and stuff yeah. and I'm yeah. like I know the players say this stuff that fans say like Towson yeah. oh it's the it's the football players we're, it's we're the bullies yeah. it's the football game <laughs> yeah. yeah like I I know the players think like that but then when they do the media they're like oh it's the next game on the schedule they're well coached all that <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. I know there's something more. Uh, yeah. So I was trying to think of all the things you said. So you, Towson is the bullies, right? Is that accurate? Yeah, for sure. We all know that. JMU is what the the monsters. 
They, they always play they well. Are. They are. That's crazy. They play well every time they see us. They play well. It's crazy. Let, let's go down the list. Northeastern, what's your take uh, on them? What were they like? Ah, uh, man. See, Northeastern had they're so well coached. Yeah. So I don't even know if I, I know, like, I think that's a battle game. I don't care who's on their staff. Yeah. I mean, who's on their, who's on their roster. I think they come to compete. It's, it's only when they play, like, I know when they play Charleston. I don't know about the rest of the league's teams, but I know when they play Charleston, it's going to be a battle. Uh, uh, let me see. Elon. Elon, more than Elon is the one you can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you still can't take them for granted. But yeah, like the, the team. We 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 pretty much knew we was gonna slide by with Elon. We was gonna get through. What uh? What about Hofstra? You knew you have to deal with JWF. They don't guard. Yeah, they don't guard. <laughs> they don't guard. They don't play defense, but they score a lot. They're trying to outscore you every time. Yeah. Okay. William and Mary, we couldn't beat them at home at I their know. house. At their I house. Know. Maybe this year. It was the refs too. It was the refs. Little little eight on five. Type yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What else teams? Who are they? UNC about? Wilmington. I think you had some stuff to say about when they pulled the uh, the box and one on on Grant Riller. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they were helpless. They were helpless. That's so funny, man. But Grant was tearing it up this year. Um, I'm trying to Delaware. What, what about Delaware? What's uh what's the, the take on them? I don't they're think I don't think down. nothing about it. Yeah, they're like Delaware. You yeah. know, uh, I'm trying to think about another team that I really was just like ah. Uh, it's really Northeastern, Towson, William and Mary and Hofstra that I really feel like some type of way about. I'm trying to think of any other team. What's well, the rest of the teams in the league? I think see Wilmington, Elon. Elon, did we miss someone? Oh, Drexel. Oh, Drexel, yeah. What's the take? Yeah, on? we don't care about Drexel too much. Bottom of the league. Who's the toughest individual player you had to you ever had to guard? In the in the conference? Well, well let's do both. Let's do in the conference and then non conference. We can go Ben Simmons or someone like that. In the conference, toughest player that i battle knight kaycock you want to know justin um, and just because we did our four years together i never really like it wasn't trouble or it wasn't like my toughest matchup but like it doesn't matter what i did how i guarded we all we both finished with if i had 22 he had 21 and then i would have like 10 rebounds and he had like 11 rebounds and it was uh tyler c tyler sebring didn't matter what i did we were both gonna finish with the same numbers and it's crazy. Like we, me and um, the players always just laugh about it. Cause I used to go in the game, like he's not scoring. Huh. He's not rebounding the ball and he would finish with his numbers and I couldn't do anything about it. Interesting. That's not the, not the name I would have guessed. So yeah. And, and that's why I said it because I mean, I deal like a lot of the guys like Nathan Knight is really good. Devontae is really good. You know, like, but those are the names, you know, that you think of, but sometimes I, I feel like they could have a bad day. I don't remember Tyler ever having without getting his numbers on me, you know? And, like it was a thing. Like Tyler Sebring made a couple like all CAA teams. I yeah, think, he so. always was like second team or third team for sure. But like, he, I don't know. But I think it's because Elon lost too. But yeah, and then out of conference, I'm trying to think. I don't out of conference. I can't say. And it's strictly because, especially when I got junior senior year, it was all competitive. So it's like any team I seen, I was supposed to be. I wanted to be the best player. If it wasn't Joe or Grant, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like, we play, I'll say, though, my senior year, Tremont Waters, like, picked us apart for LSU. I felt like he just – He he did great in the G League, yeah. too. I mean, he won the uh, rookie of the year. So, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm waiting for you to uh, to hit a three in Ben Simmons' face because every time before he had Man. hit one, they always show that clip of you with your hands down and him, him hitting the three in that game. You got to get your I'm revenge. the only person he wants to make a three on. Yeah, it'll come, Good man, stuff. in due time. Good stuff. 
Um, is it tough to watch the team your first year not playing? Like, are you one of those guys who's like yelling at the screen? Stressful. And it was yeah. stressful. Um, Joe told me watching me my senior year was really stressful for him because you know, like especially our the year we won the championship, we didn't we were a really good team, but we didn't win any games by twenty a lot. We was always winning by like five or seven or and be down in the second half. Yeah. Like we was it was always like one of those like nail biters games. But we were comfortable in all of them. So he was like his watching me my senior year, he was like uh it just was so much stressful because he didn't have no control of it, but he had to watch. And so you didn't know until the end of the game was over if it was gonna win or not. So but my yeah. w- watching Grant this year, I was more so just excited to watch them play. It was stressful, but it was just more so to watch them play and still it was it was heartbreaking sometimes when I couldn't help. But other than that, other than that, yeah, it was okay. What's uh? What was your assessment on the team? I mean, how do you think they played without you? Because toward the end of the year, they they struggled a little bit. Um, they didn't make it, it as different. far into the postseason as we thought. I mean, what do you, what do you think they need to to be working on for this? I year? think I think um, and I'm sure these are all the things like me and Coach Grant talk about. I think it was just different because of the dynamic of our team we had three dudes, especially that the, the year we won the tournament, we had three dudes who could go get 18 points, but still we had so many other players that could make so many big shots and timely shots. So we were all on the same page. It didn't matter um, who was who, honestly. We just played together. Um, so I think if if team, if those teams, if these new teams buy in, like, and I'm sure they will because Coach Grant does so well, um, they buy in, they'll be fine. Um, they play together. They gotta get, we got to get back to getting stops, a lot of stops. That's what we so we do get the defense back Charleston. yeah so i think those things they play together we got all the right pieces um i see those guys a lot or often you know they got brev they got Peyton. got a lot of young pieces a lot of new pieces but i think we'll be okay besides the the championship game obviously are there any other like like fun memories from games or like behind the scenes stuff that you didn't get to share when you were a player but like whatever like revenge games or like trash talk or guys chirping um the, the one i always remember for some reason and I, this was never confirmed so I'll, I'll ask you it always seemed like coach lou Rowe from jmu and grant riller always butting heads and there was like talk that he lou had like recruited grant maybe at fiu maybe not and like they always <laughs> were chirping at each other you want to know i he he respected our game so much like after every game he yeah. would come up to like me or Grant. I, I know he did it to me. He'd be like, he'd be like, you're out of here. Like he would, like he was pumping confidence in me and he wasn't even my coach. He was That's like, awesome. you're good. Like you're really good. So it was like, I used to talk trash to him just because I knew he respected me. So if that's probably the same thing, like it was one of those things where like, and he was a good player back in the day, you know, we know yeah. those things. So like, it was more so one of them things like we was getting respect from one of the good players in the game. So it was definitely dope. I'm trying to think of a game. I know one game that I always say because it's easy is that we played at Northeastern the year we won the tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, and me, Grant, and Joe. Grant, Joe had like 28. I and I had probably like 24, and Grant had like 24. And that was the first game that like we was really like a three-headed monster in my yeah, opinion because yeah. we like it was it was so many times that like Grant and Joe would have 24, and I would have like 12 you know, or something like that, or like vice versa. So it was like, that was the first time we all put it together. And I'm like, yo, this, this team is special. Like you got three dudes doing this because we all average, I average probably the less, the least amount. It was like 17.8 and the rest of them, and Joe and Grant averaged like 18 that year. So it was like, we both all, we all average our numbers, but I don't think we always did it together. 
but I'm trying to think of another game. Since you said about the trash talk, I'm thinking about uh, the Memphis game. We played at LSU. And so that tournament, like when we went to Florida, that was the whole, we play LSU, Memphis, and UAB. And for me and Grant, it was more so, it was really competitive because he was home and that was my yeah. senior year. And so I knew how many scouts were going to be there. I knew how important it was. So we play LSU. Um, I played really well. And then we played Memphis and we was playing Penny Hardaway. So like, and I was playing Penny Hardaway and Jeremiah Martin. I had just met a year or two years before. So we had been talking about this game for so long, like who was going to do, who was going to do what, who was going to win. So I was talking trash. I was up for that whole game. And then I was in foul trouble the first half. So Grant was killing. So that game was like great. And then at the end of the game, uh, Jeremiah came to me. He was like, yo, uh, Penny, the whole game, Penny was like, uh, y'all playing against two pros. So y'all got y'all hands full. And so that's kind of special that yeah. like even him was like, even he was like, yeah, these two kids are going to be pros. Like, That's awesome. I, I was just going to say about the uh, the Northeastern road trip. Was that the same road swing with the Hofstra game where like Justin hit a three with like six seconds left and then Joe found you baseline like mouse yep. in the house with the game yep. winner? Was so that, that the same trip? Yep. And, the, and and so that whole game, if you, that's one of the games we were completely together too with me, Joe, and Grant because Joe really hit the three to make me go up and then Justin came back and then Grant made so many great plays throughout that game. And coach drew the play up for me at the end of the game. Um, so that was like a great, that was a great um, weekend for us, a week. Yeah, anytime you can, that, that trip up to Northeastern and Hofstra, I feel like it's always Hard a challenge. Trip. Yeah. And then, and then I think, was it the last game of that season? Because you guys finished that regular season on a tear. And then there was the William yeah. & Mary game that was like 110 yeah. to 105 or something crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. We And we... We got in foul trouble. Our whole team fouled out. I think that's why we lost. But we had just beat Elon the day, the game, like the game before for the regular season right. championship. So we were, we were, we were rolling at that time. So, um, and it might have been good that we got that loss before the tournament started. As weird as it sounds. Yeah, yeah. You get. I mean, you already had clinched, so you lose that game, yeah. and then you're, uh, yeah, maybe it uh, reinforced that you gotta, you gotta play better yeah. or something like that. Um, all right, we should talk about Grant. Cause he's going to be joining mm-hmm. you in the NBA next year. Um, are you, uh, are you like walking by the front office at the jazz? Like, Hey, we need a, uh, another guard. I, I know a guy. No, nah, <laughs> but I, I'm super excited. I'm super excited for him. Uh, I think, uh, the way Grant plays and the way the NBA plays, I think it could go so well for him. Um, just the way he's able to attack the way he finishes. Um, he's a shot creator. He can read the court. He defends better than people may think. Um, he, he's complete in a lot of ways to me. Um, so it's just a matter of timing, um, seeing who who drafts him. But I think um, the sky's the limit. And like I always say about being competitive, I know in a, in a weird way um, I'm rooting for Grant, but I, I like the competitive part of just seeing how far we both can go and how, par- how far we can take it, especially and Joe, you know, um, yeah. just rooting for those guys, but as well as, you know, doing my part to make sure that we continue to all grow and get better. I, so I'm uh... excited. I think the school was talking up the, the preseason game where it was going to be you versus Joe, and then Joe had to yeah. sit out. I almost don't want to see those guys go go at each other. It's almost better that Joe yeah. wasn't in the game. But, I mean, you and Grant might, yeah, might see each other on opposite sides of the court next year. And that'll be amazing. Um, and I think – I know it happens often, but it's, it'll be so special for two mid-major college the Charleston guys to be playing on the other side of the court. Um, and if our, if our, if our you know um, – careers continue to grow and get better who knows what'll happen you know um, but it's definitely special just to see like 
those are the guys I was in the gym late night with so many times and now they're on the other side or now like he's going to get drafted. Like last year was a big deal that I got drafted. Yeah. But he's probably going to get drafted in the first, you know, in the first round, maybe, you know, early second. So for that, it's like we're just we're continuing to push the mark for not only us, but College of Charleston. Three straight years where a guy ends up in the NBA, that's yeah. unheard of. For, I mean, yeah, that's something that like mid-majors. Kansas wants something like that. Kentucky exactly. wants to do something like that. Exactly. But I just because I'm a fan, I'm I'm thinking about like how you can sell that to like recruits, but just from like a yeah building the program. I mean, it's just like such a a cool thing Definitely. to have. Well, Jarrell, I, I know you're busy. I'll I'll let you go. But uh, on behalf of of Charleston fans and stuff, just to see you doing so well on and off the court, we're all just uh, really proud of you, man, and. Uh, Appreciate you taking the time to to chat today, man. Yes, sir. Thank y'all so much, man. It's fun. All right, man.